see, there's a lot of Gemara. Gemara. So Rabbah said that women die because they eat and they don't work. I'll just say Rashi's second shot makes it much easier to understand. Rashi's second shot in the top line of Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph is that their husbands end up uh, stealing in order to fulfill their, uh, their obligations to their wives. That's what it seems to be as the pshat. There's really a whole discussion the Gemara in Kedushin as to a husband's obligation towards his wife and vice versa, a wife's obligation to her husband's so it would be almost, uh, it wouldn't make sense that Rava just made a blanket statement over here without taking in any context in the Gemara Kedushin. So that's why I like Rashi's second shot, that if a woman uh, compels her husband to spend so much money or to earn so much money that he feels he has to steal in order to take care of her needs, so then we said that that's a, that causes a punishment. Uksiv says the Gemara, Lama Gimel, Lama Alf, 33a, on the top line, then Casey, the Shidfain, the Pasuk is in Amos, the Shidfain, the Yeruk is Harbe, in a Seichem, the Chamechem, the Sanechem, the Seichem, Yoichel, Agazim, the Shavtem, Adenum, Hashem. So that's the Pasuk. And you'll have a tremendous amount of produce, you'll own a lot of land, However, it will all get uh, it will all get consumed. It will not. Uh, it, it will get destroyed uh, with uh, mold and uh, different uh, plagues, different types of worms. Before we forget, as always, the learning of the Dafyami is La'ila Nishmas of Yitzchak Sibin and Chaim Yosef here in the virtual Hollywood Shtibel. Uh Says the Gemara, back to the Gemara. So a person could think that they have it made, that they have all these great uh, orchards, etc. However, if a person has uh, these type of Averis, then they will end up suffering um, in such a situation that a woman, uh, that causes theft in her household, in the end, the items will get destroyed from, from uh, different types of worms and plagues. Says the Gemara, save second line down. Yesar gezem, whatever is left over from the worm, achla arba, the arba, the grasshoppers will come and eat it. Yesar arba, whatever is left over from the arba, achal hayelak, the yelak will come and eat it. What is the yelak? The yelak is another type of, uh, uh, some other type of worm. Achal yesar yelak, whatever the yelak leaves, leaves over. The another worm will come. This that it says that a person uh, that uh, whatever a person will take with their right hand or eat on the left hand and they won't be satisfied doesn't mean eat on the hand, but not zraya, but rather zaroi his offspring. And that goes back to the previous Mishnah where we said 
that uh, uh, certain various certain sins cause a person's children to die. This Gemara that we're embarking on is full of descriptions of uh, uh, reward and punishment and you know, everybody always wants to know what is uh, what is what is the Torah say about any time there's a tsara in the world, especially now we're going through a, a, literally a magefa, a plague. So this Gemara is really, it's, it's, it's not Nevius, it's Gemara. It's not Kabbalah. It, the Gemara really does go through a description of afflictions together with uh, their, their, their causes. Says the Gemara, what happens because of, uh, what happens because of, just before I go on to that, I just want to point out that it could be, what was the purpose of the Pesukim telling us, and whatever this worm didn't eat, so that worm will eat, whatever that locust didn't eat, the worm will eat. The point is that as, an, as a, a person will suffer, one of the, that they will lose all their produce in the field. But the shot is, it's one thing if somebody has like a, a loss, and everything is gone at once. So yes, that's a, that's a big loss to deal with. It's a big suffering. But in a way, it could be it's even more disheartening when you thought, okay, at least I have a little bit left. And then you come there, and right when you're about to enjoy it, even that disappears from you. And that's why the Pasuk describes at first the, the, the grasshoppers will take it. The guy says, okay, at least I'll have whatever's left that they don't eat. And then if some other type of locust or worm or pestilence comes, so it could be that's why we, uh, the Gemara mentioned that it happens in stages to show that the punishment is even more severe. Okay, so what happens? From uh, Rashi says, Inui Hadin is the Dayanim are not Lashem Shemayim. They 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 could have ruled in a very clear cut way, but instead they uh, they they took their time in in they delayed justice. The ibus hadin, and ibus uh, hadin means they intention they they they, uh, they concealed their their they concealed their mistakes. The kilkulatin, and uh, destruction of the of din of the halachas. Um, Ubito uh, Taira, so although and wasting time from learning Taira, all those misbehaviors by the leaders of the generation, by the judges, and by the people of the generation that they supported a leadership which doesn't provide din. So what is the punishment for those things? Uh, war and looting and famine. And they eat their bread by weight. So what is the punishment of eating one's bread by weight? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that means that there'll be tremendous inflation. I'm not sure what, the, what, that, what's that, what that description, why is that... Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure why that's a, how that fits into the punishments, but apparently it's not a normal situation to 
pay for your bread by the weight. Uh, bread doesn't have a weight unless it doesn't bake. If it's dough, then it has a weight. Bread itself is usually pretty light. So it could be that sort of means that you'll end up just with crumbs. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, so the Pasuk says, the Gemara quotes the Pasuk in Bayekra. That Hashem takes Nekama, Hashem takes revenge for the perversion of justice, perversion of the Torah, and Bittu Torah in those manners. And Bris refers to Torah, the covenant refers to Torah. So these punishments that we said of war and pestilence and plague and the bread not being satisfying, that 10 women will break bread and you still won't have a piece of bread, all come from Bittal Torah and from perversion of justice. And that's how the Gemara is going to follow. The whole Gemara is going to give us different, uh, different scenarios of different Averis and what their cause is. Um, you know, and that's, I just hope we won't, I won't uh, get any shot of wrong in our quest to see events in our lives correspond to these uh, items. Ba'avin Shavuos Shav says the Gemara, the sin of false promises, of false oaths, with Shavuos Sheker, so oaths in vain and false Shavuos, Bechil Hashem, Bechil Shabbos, desecration of God's name and desecration of the Shabbos. What is the punishment for those things? It's very interesting. It says there'll be more wild animals, less domesticated animals, and there'll be less people, and the roads will be quiet. There'll be nobody on the streets. It almost sounds like, uh, like some type of uh, order to stay at home and stay off the roads. And Shnema ben Be'ela, the Pasuk says in Yermia, Be'im Be'ela, sorry, in uh, the Pasuk is in Be'yikra, in the Taicha, Be'im Be'ela, Lo'i Sebasu, Li, Ba'lachim Me'keri, if you'll not uh, attach yourselves to me, I will punish you. I'll take you Be'ela with these, Ela, I'll take you Be'ela, Ela Ba'ala. With the curse, I will send you wild animals. Do not lie to me. Do not make false shvuz. And desecrate my name. By false promises, swearing falsely, it says it's called a chil Hashem. It's called mechalal. By Chil Hashem and by Chil Shabbos, they use the word Chil to tell you that all three of them have the same punishment. And by Shur Sheker, it says, we, we learned that Hashem will send wild animals out from the field to somebody who violates those things. So, all in all, it's uh, if somebody suddenly sees wild animals walking down and no people walking down the street, so they could say it's coming from one of these Averis that we just mentioned, Chil Shabbos. Hashem and people making promises and not keeping them. But Abayin Shvichas Damim, 
What happens if you have a time or a place where there's a lot of murder, there's a high rate of spilling blood? The Besamikdash gets destroyed. Besamikdash gets destroyed, and the Shechina departs from the Jewish people. You shall not switch, and you shall not, uh, you shall not pollute, or uh, don't make tame the land of Eretz Yisrael. Which you dwell in it. But if you create tuma, which is tuma's mace, you create dead bodies, you kill people. You shall no longer dwell in Eretz Yisrael. And I will no longer dwell uh, there either amongst you. But Avin What happens when you have a generation which is promiscuous, which is either on Gilearias sins of immoral nature, uh, nature of morality, idol worship, and not uh, abstaining and not observing uh, Yavol and Shemitah, the seventh year, leaving the, not working the land in the seventh and the fifth, in the Jubilee years. It causes a person to, it causes a na- the nation to, for, uh, of the Jews to be sent into exile from Eretz Yisrael, and others will take their place. So it is quite, uh, in these little nuances, there is quite a description that you could align with world events. It doesn't just say that, oh, because of Shemitah and Yoibel, uh, you'll and, and Gilei Arayis and Avodos Chavim, it doesn't say all of Eris, it's a specific list, and it says that the Jewish people will be exiled and others will take their place. As opposed to they'll be exiled and nobody will, and the place will become desolate. So if you see a place that the Jews were chased out of, but nobody ever inhabited it again, so then you know that's not because of these Averis. It's specifically where you see another nation come and take over that place. Uh, if you look at Chernobyl, in, in, uh, right, where the nuclear disaster happened in Russia, so nobody took over that place. It's, it's desolate. So that's somewhere where Yidin lived and were exiled from, even though here we're really referring to Eretz Yisrael, and, uh, but nobody took over the place. Whereas Eretz Yisrael, we know that when the Jews were kicked out, other nations took it over. They did all these abominable acts. I have held them to task for it. And the land, you shall not be clean from the land for that. And with regards to idol worship, it says, I have scattered you and uh, de- destroyed my base of Mikdash. And you are gone out, you will be by the Goyim. How do you know the punishment for not observing Shemitah and Yavel? Uh, is also one that causes us to be thrown out of the land of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, 
You, if you, uh, if the land is not observed, if the shmita is not, it will rest when it's desolate. When you will be out of it, it's because the land was not resting that it has to be desolate in order that for it to rest. All the days of desolation in the land will rest. So uh, that's a pasuk in Vayikra, also all from the Teicha. So we see clearly that there's a connection between the land being empty of the Jewish people and able to rest and not nobody being able to work the land and the Yidin not keeping Shemitah. But other Nivlois Peh, now this is a very interesting thing. Nivopeh uh, is a vulgar speech which we assume means to, be, to use profanity and to speak inappropriately. So what's the punishment for speech which is not appropriate? Tremendous suffering comes and harsh decrees are renewed. So that's uh, that's interesting uh, because it's not saying that there'll be a new type of suffering, but it's types of suffering which perhaps cease to exist will come back. That's uh, because of era of nivopa. What else will happen? And the the young will. Hate uh, the Jews. Mesim Yisaimim v'almanes Yisrael. Mesim Yisaimim v'almanes Tzayekim. The the Yisaimim and almanes, the widows and the orphans, will be crying. Without being answered, we always know that Hashem answers much more carefully to the davening of uh, and, and, and the, to the davening of widows and orphans, and yet here for the sin of the generation not being careful with how they speak, even those who Hashem usually answers will not be answered. Hashem will no longer have mercy on those people. That Hashem says, since they are lacking in the fear of heaven, and everyone's speech is nevela, uh, is is nivopez, is is not appropriate. It's uh, a disgusting speech. Therefore, he will no longer hear, hear the cry, and there will be no simcha from the young of Eretz, uh, of Israel. However, the pasuk concludes his hand is still outstretched. Everyone knows So it's interesting what he says, that everyone knows why a bride goes under the chuppah. Um, it's, it's just uh, an interesting way of expressing it. And I'm not sure why. Okay, let's see where we're going with this. 
that if somebody who uh, ha- somebody who speaks inappropriately about uh, about a kala that goes under the chuppah, if they uh, even if they had a, a decree of seventy good years decreed upon them, they will lose it because of the vulgar speech. I'm not sure why we talk it. We specifically chose the example of a kala going under the chuppah. I'm not sure what the extra lesson is in that case. But nevertheless, vulgar speech doesn't just re- refer to the words used, but to the way a person describes things which shouldn't be described in a vulgar manner. Amr Abba Baba Shila Amr Abchizda. So the first punishment we said for somebody who speaks in the Bopet, first we said that the world gets punished. Then we said that the person themselves, even if they had 70 years of a good life decreed upon them, they lose it all from speaking in a vulgar manner. And Rabbi Bible, Sheila says in the name of Chizda, that we make Gehenim uh, deeper for them. I assume that means hotter. It's the mouth that's the mouth that speaks in a, a, a strange way will end up in a deeper place. I'm not sure if it means that it'll be that Gehenim will be uh, deeper, that it's harder for them to come out of Gehenim. It's harder for them to merit Shuva. Uh, to do to, to merit redemption from Gehenim because they're further in, or does it mean that the suffering of Gehenim is a greater suffering? So uh Yitzchok, Now Yitzchok, this is a rule that we learned from Bilam by Parai, that uh, even if a person didn't speak in a vulgar manner, but they took they were part of uh, they were part of the conversation. And uh, they didn't, I guess they didn't make a macha, they also got punished. The one who's part of the, uh, uh, the one who's part of it will also fall there. Anybody who uh, is, prepares themselves to do an Avera, they break out with uh, injuries and chabura uh, zupatzan injuries to themselves. They get hurt. That a person who's uh, a person who's planning on doing evil ends up getting wounded. We had this, I believe it was still in Brachas, but we had this type of illness called hadraikon. Uh, which affects a person's stomach, that it hits you, the wound that we're talking about is in the stomach. A sign that somebody is uh, doing an Avera is if they have this Hadraikan disease. I don't remember what we said exactly it is, but it's something not too pleasant that affects the stomach. Rashi just says, Hadraikin is choilihu. 
And we had it in the Gemara in Brahms. We had different refuas for it. Turn around, Banan. Says the Gemara, six lines down before the end of Lamed Gimel Amadal. Gimel mini hadroikin hain. There's in fact, there's three types of this uh, disease, this hadroikin. Hain shal avera ava vehain vashalrav tapuach vishal ksafen. The um, one, the hadroikin that we were talking about till now that you get because of your averus is a very thick one. Um, if it comes because somebody was hungry, so then but if it comes from witchcraft, then it's thin. I'm not sure what it means exactly that it's thick or thin, but the effects of the hadroikin, of the disease that it takes on the person's uh, body creates some sort of uh, different effect depending on the cause of the hadroikin. Shmuel Akatan, Chashbe, Amr Rabbeinu Shulaylam, Mi Mapas Itzi. So Shmuel Akatan uh, got this Hadroikan, but it doesn't say which type, um, doesn't say that he didn't know which type of Hadroikan that he had. So he said, Mi Amr Rabbeinu Mi Mapas Itzi. Who's going to heal me? Who's going to tell me? Um, Who's going to be able to tell me which type it is? Rashi says, third wide line down on the right hand margin, Perhaps people will say that it's because of uh, the virus that I've done and uh, they won't uh, and they won't realize that there's other types that don't necessarily become from an Abeira, from, uh, from an Abeira. The verse says, Itzi, he was healed. Abaye, Abaye got sick. right? The Abaye was referred to as Nachmeni, Nachmani, Dim Mechavin Nafshe. So Rabba said for sure that it's not because of his Averis. He's uh, always being Koyfe Nafshe. He's forcing his soul to fast. Therefore, you don't have to be worried that it's uh, because Abaye had a virus. But unfortunately, he doesn't say that he got healed like by Shmuel HaKatan. Shmuel HaKatan, where we don't have any proof that he, it was in a physical ailment. Therefore, he davened that people should know that it's not because of a virus and, and Hashem healed him. But here, Rava came and said, Abaye, for sure, it's not because of a virus. We know for a fact that he fasts a lot and he damages his body. He harms his body. Therefore, uh, it doesn't say that he got healed because there was no question of anybody uh, that anybody was going to be says the Gemara Rava Chashbe Rava himself uh, Rava himself got sick with this Hadraikin says the Gemara Rava Rava did not uh, we don't know that Rava uh, starved himself, and so why did Rava? Why why did uh, Rava get sick? Is it because um, is it because he uh, is it because he didn't because uh, if he had a virus? So the Torah says, "Rava who da'ama nefishi katili kader nefishi kapan." 
Rava himself is the one who said that people get killed because they don't go to the bathroom on time, then uh, those who, uh, because of starvation. Says the Gemara, Shani Rabba, the Ansile, Rabbanam, Beitne, Baokarche. Says the Gemara, Rava, uh, when he gave a shear, he couldn't go to the bathroom and he was stuck with the Rabbanan and therefore he got sick. Now that's a very interesting Gemara. Rashi says, the uh, Ansile Rabbanam, Beitne, if you look at the second class line in Rashi on the right hand side, so the Rashi says that the, um, that that he was stuck. It seems like that he was stuck t- teaching uh, the Rabbanon and he couldn't go to the bathroom. Tad Rabbanon, Dalit Simonin Hain Simin Laavera Hadroikan Simin Lasinas Chinam Yarkon. So what we taught in the Brisa, there's four signs that, uh, there are four signs. There's a sign of Hadraiken, one of the, like we discussed, that different Averis cause this type of uh, disease. Simen l'sinas chinam yarkon, a sign that there is baseless hatred in the world is Yarkon. Yarkon, we said, and also we have this in the Gemara and Brachas, that uh, it means some type of uh, discoloration. Join this. Simen Lagasis Aruach. What is the sign that there are people who are uh, haughty, that there's haughtiness? Says the Gemara, and here's poverty. Now, Rashi says that it's referring to what the Gemara Kedushin says, Aeneas, the Torah, the poverty of Torah, of uh, not being able not being able to learn Torah, somebody who's poor in their Torah knowledge. So the Gemara, the Pashup shot seems like it causes poverty of wealth. Rashi says, Aeneas, the Torah. Simon Lashon Hara, what's a sign that somebody is being punished for... Lashon Hara, Askara. Askara, we also had. Askara was a terrible uh, punishment that Rashi says, Askara, Choyle, Amaskal, Bamaim. It starts in the intestines. It goes all the way up to a person's throat and uh, I guess it chokes them. Tan Rabbanan says the Gemara, the bottom line of Lama Gimlam and Aleph. Askara, Baal, Oilam, Al Hamaiser. The reason why a person gets Askara as a punishment is because of not being careful to separate Maiser. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yisiaimer, Alashin Hara. Rabbi Lazar, Alashin Hara. Amar Rabbi Tamer Shuvin Levi Maikra. What's the pasuk? Ba'melech Yisuk Lekim Yisal Kol Nishva Vayi Ki Yiska Pi Dayre Shaker. So he quoted a pasuk in Tehillim that Ki Yisaka Pi Dayre Shaker. So he uses the word. Saka like uh, Askara, and uh, th- that uh, the 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 terrible sin of lying of Lashon Hara will be stopped with uh, evil speech will be stopped with this Askara. The Gemara said, is it only because of the, the sin of Lashon Hara? Or is it also because of the sin of Lashon Hara? Was he arguing with him? 
Or was he telling him Lashon Hara as well as uh, being negligent with, with, uh, with, with uh, Trumas or Mitzvahs, like we said, like the first opinion. So is it only because of, is it only because of, uh, because of Lashon Hara that a person gets Asker or also because of Lashon Hara? Tashema says, Gemara, because the Nicholas Rabbi Sainal, Karen B'Yavne. When the Chacham came to Karen B'Yavna, we already had that Gemara at the end of Brachas, and the uh, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yisrael, Shimon, they were all sitting there, and they asked them this question. Why is it that this poison called Askara starts in the stomach and goes uh, in the intestines, and goes up to the mouth. And again, we're talking about, we know that this person doesn't get punished, person just doesn't randomly get sick, but rather they get sick because of an Aveira. So the Reish Hamad Babrim said, that ultimately we know that chaliyais, uh, the kidneys, are what advise the person, the heart understands, but the, the, the speech is mechatech, it prepares the, the lush and the tongue prepares the speech, peh goimer, the peh, the mouth, is ultimately what emits the, the voice, and therefore it uh, slammed, the lush and heart comes from the mouth, and that's where the poison ends up. Or whatever a person says, the mouth didn't think of it. Their entire body embraced what they were saying and believed the evil speech that they were saying, and therefore it starts in a much deeper place in a person just like the Lashon Hara that, that they're saying. Because they ate things, things which are tame. It's, is it because a person uh, ate non-kosher food, that's why they get askara? Um, so what's the Gemara's astounded? The Gemara's astounded that um, I, I think yeah, Rashi says on the left-hand margin, on the top of the last wide line, the Chi'ansha Misa the Bishlam Lashon Hara and Shemisa, the meaning we don't see that you are punished for eating treif with that, uh, with the Misa. So it can't be that from eating Dvarim Tameim that you a person is high of Misa. Says the Gemara, it has to be eating another type of food, and that's why the illness starts in the intestines. Says the Gemara, uh, Ella. It makes sense to say that you ate things which were not, uh, you didn't take maizah from, they were masukin, and therefore it starts off where a person's, in the person's stomach, and it ends up in a person's mouth. gave a different answer. So the Gemara says, Askara comes ultimately because of Bittal Torah, wasting time from certain Torah. Now it always does seem that ultimately the Gemara always comes back 
to Bittal Taira. Every, almost every single category of poison, of sin, of suffering that we had, we said, comes from not learning enough Taira. However, first of all, yes, that's true. A person really, Hashem takes it very seriously, even though there's no defined amount how much a person has to learn, but it is very, it is very much a, an Avera which causes tremendous suffering. Says the Gemara, Amrullah, they said back to him, Nashim, uh, what about women who are not commanded to learn Tyresh uh, that are not, uh, and, and why should they get poisoned? Women also are, can be punished, even though they don't have the mitzvah to learn themselves, they don't have the command to learn themselves, but they can be punished for not allowing their husbands to go and learn. Uh, what about a non-Jew who's not commanded to study Torah? They also do things to stop Jews from going to study Torah. We know children who get Askara, they get this type of poison, and they don't have any obligation on Torah. Now, this is a huge Chiddush, uh, that they, because they don't let their fathers learn Torah, Therefore, a child shall be punished. Um, that uh, Rashi says when they want their father to take care of them and they're too cold, they're too hot, or they want candy during the time of learning, so they get punished. To me, that's a huge chiddush. You have to know what age we're talking about. How could you say that a child is punished, that Astra comes to the world because children cause their fathers not to learn? It's a very big chiddush. Uh, what about those children that uh, get Askara, that are serving and learning in Yeshiva, they don't stop their parents at all from learning Torah? If there's a generation that there's chayev, some type of punishment, so the tzaddikim, the righteous of the generation, end up suffering as an atonement for the sins of the generation. But when there's no righteous people in the generation, even even children who didn't do anything wrong, they're sitting and learning in yeshiva, end up getting punished for their father's sins. Um, so the Gemara quotes a pasuk that says um, that that says the the sheep are taken away as the mashkain, as the collateral. What does that mean that the sheep are taken away? Uh, that the, the children, the young children are taken on the lashon, uh, on the sin of lashon hara, shmamina, uh, 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 on the sin of Asura comes even to the young children, shmamina, afa lashon hara, nami kama, shmamina. But obviously, Rebbe Elezer, obviously, uh, Rebbe Elezer, did not say that the sin, that the punishment of Askara only comes from Lashon Hara, but it also comes from Lashon Hara as well as 
uh, other Averis that we said earlier, and uh, uh, Meiser, and when there's no righteous in the generation, so then the young get afflicted as well. We have this, I think we have this already in the Gemara and Brachas. says Gemara, why was he called, why was Rabbi Yehuda called the head of the speakers? Why is he always referred to as the head of the speakers? says the Gemara, the Yasi Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yasi Rabbi Shimon, they were sitting together, uh, the three of them were sitting together. Um, Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda opened up and he was the first one to speak to this Yehuda, who was a son of converts. Look how beautiful this uh, nation is. He's talking about the actions of the, the Romans. Uh, they built marketplaces, shukim, uh, they built bridges, they built uh, bathhouses. Rabbi was quiet. It's not like that. It's not like they built it for our pleasure in order for us to be able to serve Hashem. They built it because they wanted a nice city. They built beautiful marketplaces in order to have uh, establishments of ill repute, to have uh, Zionists, to have uh, uh, women who are uh, there for illicit purposes. Why do they build nice bathhouses? Not for the Jews, they build nice bathhouses in order to enjoy life, so that they should be able to, to enjoy it. Gesharim. Uh, they built bridges, Litoba and Mechas, in order to be able to collect the tolls. So everything they built, which humanity enjoyed, was not really for the sake of helping the humanities, but rather was for the purpose of self-indulgence and self-pleasure. Says the Gemara, uh, this is not going to go well. Halak Yehud ben Gerim, Yehud ben Gerim, who had come to sit with them, not Rabbi Yehud, but Yehud ben Gerim, so he came and told everybody else in his non-Jewish household, this is what I learned today in the yeshiva by the three rabbanim, that everything you did was really for your own self. You weren't doing it for humanity. In the end, the king heard about it. So the king said, the three people, Yehuda, who said in the beginning, look how beautiful everything you built was. I'm make him Rosh Hamadabrim, we're going to make him the head. Rabbi Yaisi, who was quiet, will have to leave and go to Tzipayri and Golas in exile. And Shimon, who said that everything we do is really for ourselves, is going to end up being punished and getting killed. It's obviously a very famous story. Azalhu uh, Berei, Shimon Bar Yechai took his son, Tashu uh, Bey Medrasha, and they uh, hid in the base Medrash. 
Kol yayma avad maisil hu debisu rifta bekuza demaya ukarchi. And every day his wife uh, would uh, bring uh, a little bit of bread and a little bit of water and they would eat and that's how they were surviving. Ukuza demaya ukarchi. He talked to Zerasa, when it got really strong, they were really looking for him and wanted to kill him. We have a problem here because uh, the women are going to end up uh, giving us up. They're going to be tortured, perhaps, into giving us, uh, giving our location away. We got to get out of here. This is a famous story. They hid in a cave. And a miracle happened. And they were able, a, a carob tree grew, and a, there was a carob tree and a spring of water, and they were able to sit in the sand covered up to the necks so that it wouldn't be a problem even if they weren't wearing clothing because everything was covered, and they were able to learn Torah all day. Kuli the Eden Sluye, when it came time to Davin, Mafshu, they would get dressed, Mixu, Matslu, they would cover themselves and they would uh, Davin. The uh, Hadar, after they finished Davin, Shachim, Nayak, Yehechi, Loi, Livlu, Yehechi, Loi, Livlu. And when they finished Davin, they took off those clothing as that was the only clothing they had and they wanted to make sure the clothing wouldn't get ruined. Here's the trace of Shani, they sat. For 12 years in this cave, the Marasa in the cave. Also, Leo become a piska de Marasa. Leo and Abi came. I'm a man, Lloyd de Barachai, the Mace Kaiser, Botox Ariasa. He says, I'm here to tell you that, uh, or who will tell you that the emperor died and you no longer have to be hiding out here in this cave, as his decree of the death on you has been nullified. Now, could they come out? Chazu Inchi de Karkarbi, Bazari. They saw people working the fields, plowing and sowing the fields, and uh, being farmers. They said, look how these people are giving up an eternal life for a, a temporary life. And this is a famous, famous Gemara. Uh, they would, uh, wherever, whatever they would look at, they were so holy and spending so many years in, uh, in, in purity in that cave. Whatever they looked at got burnt up. Baskol rang out. Did you? Uh, did I take you out of the cave in order to destroy my world? Go back inside the cave. Everything that you look at is getting destroyed. They went back and they sat for another twelve months. Amri Mishwa Rosham Gehenim Yudbeis Chaydish. And they said the, the, the punishment for uh, Gehenim, for Rosham, the wicked stay in purgatory 12 months, and whatever Avera they did for destroying the world, surely it's over by now. It's a, they already got a kapara. Yatsu Basko Amra Tsuumaraschan. And Baskal, a heavenly voice rang out and said, Come out of your cave. Nafku, and they came out. So wherever Rebbe Lazar looked, uh, Rebbe Shimon, uh, Rebbe, whether, 
whatever Rebbe Lazar would look at, it would still erupt in flames, and Rebbe Shimon would have to uh, rebuild it, would have to look at it in order to rebuild it. So Rebbe Lazar, it seems, was able to destroy things. Rebbe Shimon was able to fix that. Amalai Bini, Rebbe Shimon said to his son, the world, it's enough for the two of us. Uh, our learning is keeping the whole world going. So that Friday night, they saw an old man who was carrying two bundles of branches and he was running and he was running. So obviously it must have been almost Shabbos. Why are you running? They said to him. It's almost Shabbos. So they said to him, why do you, Shimon said to him, why do you need two, uh, why do you need two of these branches, two of these myrtle branches? Why isn't one enough? So he said to him, I want one for Zachar, one for Shammar. I guess they used to, um, I guess they used to uh, smell it as a, it was Hadassim, and they used to smell it. I think in Eretz Yisrael, you go by the Kaisel, still you find people have these Hadassim, Shabbos, the, uh, everywhere in Eretz Yisrael, they sell them. So Shimon said to his son, look how much the Yidin appreciate the mitzvahs, one for Zachar, one for Shamar, and even though when they first came out, he saw everybody was busy working, but he realized that even though they're working, they still have a huge chibas, a mitzvah, a tremendous appreciation for the mitzvahs. Yasa detayu, and therefore their, uh, their, their minds were put at ease. Shamar of Pinchas ben Yair, Chasnei, Benafek La'afe. So Pinchas ben Yair, who we know has his own amazing stories, so he was his son-in-law of Rabshim Bayechai, and uh, he came running to greet his father-in-law. He brought him into the bathhouse to give him a bath. He was uh, 13 years inside a cave buried up in sand. So he wanted to treat his skin. And he saw uh, He saw that he had breaks in the skin. So he was crying. Pinchas ben was crying that he saw that, and his tears were falling on the cracked skin of Reb Shem and Reb Shimon cried out in pain. So Reb Pinchas Ben Yair said, "Ay, what was to me that I have to see Reb Shimon, my father-in-law, such a tzaddik, and he's so uh, in pain like this? He's afflicted uh, like this." If you, if he's standing on the contrary, you're happy. You should be happy that you've seen me in suffering like this. Because if you didn't see me uh, give over so much and suffer like this, then you would never be able to see my uh, my, my prominence in learning and my my kaya you have a In the beginning, Pinchas Ben Yair was able to answer Tracy Peruke, twelve answers for any question Shimon Bar Yochai asked him. 
but now Whatever Pinchas Ben Yar would ask Rishon Baruchai a question, he was able to give him twenty-four answers. Amar Halvus Rachash Nisa Hazel Iskin Milsa Ksiva Yavah Yaakov Shalom Ba'Amar Av Shalom Ba'Gufa Shalom Ma'Ina Shalom Terasei Ba'Yichin Aspnei Ayir Amar Av. So he said, when you come out, uh, I guess with Pinchas Ben Yar. No, Shimon said that since uh, since I had such a nace. So I have to be mishakin something. I didn't get to live for nothing. I was allowed to live for a noble purpose. Just like we see that Yaakov Avinu uh, came uh, came out of Lavan and out of uh, and out of uh, Canaan, and he he was able to survive the Shalom Begufa Bemamoynai, and he was completely whole. So uh, he did Sa'iskin Milsa. He did things for that city. And he was a Masak in that city. He did things for the city. So Rav said, what did Rav Shimon do? He established a currency. What did Yaakovina do? And for the people of that city, he, gave, he made them a currency. That he built streets for them. He built bathhouses to them. Then Ama Ika Milsa the Barla Tikune. So Rab Shimon asked, uh Rab Shimon asked, what is it that you need over here? That uh um uh, what, what is it that you need over here for me to be Masakin? Amulay, so they said to Rab Shimon, Ika Duchta, the Isve Safak Tuma, the Islahu Tsaira la Kahanim la Kufe. There's a place. Where we're not sure if it's tar or tame, and therefore Kahanim cannot walk in that area, and we want to know uh, what's the halacha. It's a big tircha. It's a big tircha for the Kahanim not to have to avoid that place. So Rav Shimon asked, "Is there any chazak over here? Is there anybody that knows that it's for sure a makom tar?" There is a uh, there is a person um, there is Ben Zakai uh, and he's an older man and he used to plant and cut uh, truma uh, over here and perhaps he knows. Uh, we'll pick up on this tomorrow, but we see that that's what he set out to do is to find out whether that area, which was troublesome to the Kahanim to avoid, was a Makam Tar or Makam Tameh. That was a very long daf with a lot of Agadita, but the beginning of the daf, we started off trying to figure out all the suffering in the world, what exactly is the Avera that causes it, and by the end we see that uh, even Rav Shimon came out of his cave on the highest level possible. Even him, Hashem told him, go back inside the cave, you destroy the world. So even very holy people who get things right all the time, still there's no guarantees that you'll always get it right. But either way, we see clearly that a person who was saved was saved in order to be masakin, in order to fix things. And we'll pick up on that tomorrow morning.